Hello and welcome back to the Prop JC Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, JC Hurtado Prater, uh, also known as Prop JC. So good to uh, be back in the mix with you, and I hope that you're having a wonderful holiday season. I hope it's going well. I hope you're, uh, if you're not already doing it, I hope that you're making plans and you're heading, heading out to see family and friends and people that you care about. I'm always careful what I say there because I also know that at this time of year, um, some of you are excited <laughs> to go home and spend time with family and some of you not so much. Some of you might even be dreading this time of year. And I joke about that a little bit, but I'm also serious about that because I also know that as great of a time this is, right? It's such a fascinating time of the year and all the celebrations. I heard somebody talk about it the other day and they talked about it's the one, it's, it's, it's really the one celebration, one time a year where the entire world shuts down, right? I, I think often about, um, I think often about, uh, you know, here in the United States of America, we have Thanksgiving, we have Easter, you know, Easter might be another time where, um, you know, the entire you know the entire world takes notice because of the Christian faith and you know the Catholic traditions. You know both the Christian, I guess it's all part of the same. You know what I'm saying? The, the Protestant and Catholic traditions. But the reality is that Easter doesn't touch everybody. There's something about this holiday right here, this season right here, where the world starts to shut down. I was driving into my office today, and uh, there's less traffic today. Right, we're getting closer to the the 24th and 25th, so more people are staying home. I have a lot of coworkers who are working from home this week, and, you know, it's just what we get to do. Obviously, there are a lot of workers who are out there working as well. They're serving the rest of us. They're they're managing the restaurants. They're running the restaurants. They're at the Macy's. They're at the JCPenney's. They're, they're doing all this kind of stuff, but it's just a busy time of year, but it's the one time of year that really impacts the entire world. And we get into what's called the Christmas season right after the holiday season, right? And not the holiday season, but right after the Halloween season. And typically the day after Halloween, you walk into Walmart and they've already got the Christmas trees up. I personally love that. This is my favorite time of year. Um, And I'm not even sure why. I just think I've always loved Christmas. I've always loved this time of year. But I also know that for other people out there that that this isn't quite the it's not the case that they get to this time of year and that they're excited about it. There are people who have gone through hard times, maybe just this year, but, but maybe there was a traumatic event that surrounded, um, you know, that that surrounded Christmas time. And maybe that goes all the way back to their childhood. And so this time of year brings up a lot of pain, a lot of worry, a lot of anxiety, which is what we're going to talk about today. And maybe even in this year, in 2022, it was not a great year. And I will tell you this, I was there last year. I completely understand because last year was one of the hardest, most difficult Christmases, uh, most difficult Christmas seasons for me because I had no idea where life was going. Now, I turned the page into 2022 and, and this turned out to be a very good year. And I feel incredibly blessed, grateful because of that. But I had no, no idea where it was going. And so I, I was wrapped in this idea of anxiety. There's something about this time of year that it, it brings happiness for many people, but it also brings a sense of anxiety. If your life is not doing well, like this is like the measuring cup 
for where your life is at. If you get to the Christmas season, right, you get to November, Thanksgiving. Again, I'm talking about U.S., United States traditions here. But if you get to Thanksgiving and you get to the Christmas season, um, it's kind of a gauge, right, how you're feeling. It's kind of a gauge for how the year went. If you're extremely grateful and maybe exhausted and tired, it probably means that you ran pretty hard that year. Maybe you had a good year, you know, and you're coming into it with a sense of peace, right? You've finished the year well, but there are millions of people that don't have that same sense of peace, either because it's just not where their life is at on a consistent basis. Maybe it's, an, you know, stuck in a marriage that, that you don't want to be in or stuck in a relationship or problems at home or problems at work that continue to happen or, you know, the ones I think most about are the ones that don't have work and they're not sure where it's going to come from. And those who have children and they're trying to take care of their kids and they're trying to, you know, take care of their family at this time of year. And they're not even sure where the next paycheck is going to come from. You know, it's real. It's real out there. So this time of year, it's always a mixed bag. It's, it's, it's extremely, um, happy and warm for some people, but for other people, it's also, um, it's a harder time of year. And so I was thinking about what do I want to talk about this week? And next week, I've got a couple more episodes that I'll, that'll get to before we exit the year. And I'll talk more about, you know, that no man's land is what I call it that week between, uh, the week between Christmas and new year's where so many businesses shut down, not all of them. Again, if you're in the, uh, you know, if you're in the retail business, then you're at your uh, you're at your busy season right now. When the rest of the world's slowing down, you're you're out there speeding up, right? But for a lot of businesses, they tend to shut down. I know a lot of offices actually shut their doors between Christmas and New Year, so it's kind of no man's land. There's not a lot of traffic out there. I live in San Diego County, and and the roads are much easier to travel on. Everything's a little bit quieter during that time, and. And even here in San Diego, I'll tell you, I, I don't know how this is where you are, but even the month of January is just kind of slow, right? I was on the phone with somebody this morning. We were talking about a project we needed to work on in January. And he said, hey, any day you need to meet in January is great because January is kind of slow. And so, you know, I've kind of seen that too. And I don't know if it's a San Diego thing. I don't know if that's an every city thing, but but we kind of, and then by the time we get to February, we're rolling February, March, April, May, June, July. You know, or I guess February, I always say February, March, April, May. Uh, those are really hardcore months of hard work. And then again, it starts slowing down again in June, July. And then we speed back up September, October, November. And right after Thanksgiving, <laughs> it's kind of a hard time of year. It has, or, or at least is, it is for me because we we begin diving into the, you know, this time of year right here. So it, it's just a mixed bag. So many things, right? It's like the it's the culmination of so much at this time of year. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about anxiety today, and it just made sense to me. I'm I'm in this book called Leadership: The Inner Side of Greatness, a Philosophy for Leaders, by Peter Kostenbaum. Incredible book. Highly recommend if you're in a leadership position that you get it. He really looks at kind of the inner side of what leadership's about, right? Like this chapter is actually a chapter that talks about courage. And, and he talks about it like he, I'll just read something here so you get an idea about what he's talking about. Uh, I'm, I'm on page 137. He says this, be original. By thinking of yourself as a business, you, formula, you, you formulate your thoughts and focus your mind with the best chance for achieving your goals. 
That is the generic meaning of being a productive advocate. You have something to create, something to market, something to sell. You are, because you are something, you stand for something, now go promote it. And then he talks about the markets. Markets must be integrated and managed, not merely accepted for what they are. The aggressive management of markets is not a matter of vision alone, but of courage as well. So this is what he talks about. He talks about why courage is important for for the leader. He talks about it from the market perspective, but then he brings it all the way down to the personal perspective. And that's where we are. In this section here, he talks about anxiety. And it's an aspect of courage, right? So that's why, you know, in in the title where we're talking about, you know, courage and anxiety. Anxiety is an aspect, a, a very important aspect of, of courage. So here's what he has to say on page 140. The most difficult aspect of courage is its psychological dimension. It is therefore critical to understand that anxiety is the key to courage, for courage is the decision to tolerate maximum amounts of anxiety. I like that phrase right there. It's the key to courage, which means if courage were a car, you 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 couldn't turn the car on. You couldn't make the car go. You couldn't make it move down the road unless you had anxiety. Anxiety is the key. So when you think about courage and you think about moving forward, you know, whether it's business or management or whatever it is in in your personal life, anxiety is there. As a matter of fact, you can't even get into the car of courage unless you have the key called anxiety. There's no entry. It doesn't move. You can't move forward without anxiety is a prerequisite of courage. That means that if you're facing something difficult, if you're facing something Maybe you're moving to the next level. Maybe it's a monetary thing. Maybe it's a physical thing, whatever it is. It means that there's going to be anxiety that you're going to face. It it has to be. You have to face it, okay? And then he goes down here, on, you know, I, again, I'm still here on, on page 140. He says, you should face your anxiety. You should stay with your anxiety, and you should explore your anxiety. The same is true of the decision to tolerate guilt, In general, management techniques, useful as they may be, are often more escapes from courage than effective tools to harness courage. That's deep right there. So we go and we learn about techniques and how do we do this and how do we do this? And really what we need is anxiety. Excuse me. Really what we need is courage. You know, most often what we need is, is, is the willingness and the ability to sit down and have the hard conversation. But instead, we use techniques. And sometimes we need techniques, right, to to help us garner the courage. Or if we don't have the courage, the techniques will at least make sure that the job gets done, whatever that job may be. So sometimes they're necessary. But often what this is saying is that we use them instead of actually just building up courage and becoming the leader that we know that we need to be. Leadership means presence, contact, and credibility. And these come only with character. Character is developed by going through the existential crisis, which means to allow anxiety to come full flowering. Do not fear anxiety, Kostenbaum says. Instead, allow yourself to feel it fully. You come out at the other end of the process strong and resilient, wise and mature. You prize the value of integrity. No significant 
decision, personal or corporate, professional or military, has been undertaken without its existential crisis, the leader choosing to wade through the rapids of anxiety, uncertainty, and guilt. It is such crises of the soul that gives leaders their character and their potency. Dostoevsky, I hope I'm saying that correctly, Dostoevsky or Dostoevsky said that taking a new step, uttering a new word is what people fear most. Anxiety is a cognitive emotion, which means that it can reveal the truth about the human condition and in its special way, provide answers to the eternal questions. And I think that's the most important thing. That's the most important aspect of anxiety is the fact that it reveals something about you. Most people run from it, right? So when we get anxiety, what do we do? You know, most of us move to unhealthy habits or unhealthy traits. So we eat food. We, um, you know, we go and binge, binge watch Netflix all day. We drink. We engage in other activities, you know, whatever those may be, because we're wanting to avoid that anxiety. And the reality is that anxiety is actually telling us something about ourselves, telling us something that we need to know. And the only way to get to know whatever that thing is, is we got to sit with it for a while. I had a, an ample amount of anxiety in 2021. Ample amount of anxiety in 2021. And... I found that it was also the greatest year because I learned more about myself because I would sit there in the anxiety and I'd have to deal with it and deal with it and deal with it and uh, try to understand it and, and journal about it and research about it and talk about it, you know, whatever it took for me to understand it. But I learned more about myself. I learned more about my limitations. I learned more, more about where I needed to go and what I needed to do. And, and then I had to ask myself the questions, if I want to get X, Y, Z, here, there, wherever, am I willing to do the work to get there? But it only came through anxiety and sitting with it. And so that's what we have to do is sit with the anxiety and say, where is this coming from? And what is this telling me about myself? Page 141, Baum says this, anxiety can usefully be understood to repeat the trauma of birth, which is the most dramatic change a human being will ever experience. I mean, imagine that, right? Your only existence, nine months in the womb, that's all you know, and then you transition out of the womb. And all of a sudden, you're in this huge unknown world, and it's cold. You know, you, you were warm. You were wrapped in your mother's womb. You were close by. You felt safe. You were totally engulfed, and now you're out here in the entire world. It's a major transition. We all go through it. That There's a lot of pain that goes through it. It's the most dramatic change a human being will ever experience. This metaphor dramatically reveals that pain can be the door to a new life since in birth there is pain for both mother and child. The word anxiety itself come, comes from the Latin words angustis and, an, and angere, angere which point to the pain of going through a narrow passage. Leaders choose to be born. Non-leaders choose to avoid birth. What admits you to life is the choice never to avoid the anxiety of death.
He goes on and he talks about this idea of encouraging anxiety. There's a sentence here that I underlined. It says, and the process of building leadership character will never reach its apothis, apothis, apex maybe, if midway cowardice stops you. So the question he asks is, what does it mean to encourage your anxiety? It means this, do not hide your feelings. Do not repress your thoughts. Do not ignore the pain. And this is what I'm trying to tell somebody who's listening today. In this podcast, in this season, you may be facing some sort of anxiety. You know, know, a lot of people eat extra at this time of year. And I'm wondering if that eating is has has less to do with the fact that there's a lot of food available and more of the fact to do with or more of the reality that there's a lot of pain going on there's a lot of anxiety going on and so what we do at this time of year is we eat more and then it's available and so it's just it's this cycle and i i've been there i i understand that more than anybody but but what kostenbaum is trying to tell us is that when we're experiencing that anxiety don't repress the thoughts. Don't ignore the pain. That's what so many people often do. They go through a hard time and they don't want to have to feel the hard pain. That's why therapists exist, right? To help us do that. It says, feel free to discuss it with others. Know that there is more pain, that you are only touching the surface. As you talk, think, feel, write, question, and read about the issue that causes you anxiety, you may find your mind flooded with emotions. These are part of growth. The anxiety that it is, the anxiety that is buried in you, poorly understood and properly experienced, can translate itself into growth, strength, and fulfillment. That would be the successful completion of the existential crisis, and such is the pattern of the leader's life. In some, anxiety is how it feels to grow. Come down here and it says this, anxiety is the natural condition of human beings. Anxiety reveals truths that we wish to hide, but in fact need for our greater health. Anxiety is the experience of growth itself. How does it feel to proceed to the next stage of growth? The answer is be anxious. Anxiety must therefore be valued, not denied. And so that's what we're talking about. Anxiety is the key to courage. If you want to get in the car of courage, you've got to you've 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 got to pick up the keys first. And the key is anxiety. The car doesn't move unless you put the anxiety in. It's it's a mandatory aspect of where you're trying to grow. It's uh, where you're trying to to go. It's also a mandatory aspect of growth. There is no growth without anxiety. And think about the times in your life. I want you to think about that. When you've grown the most, it's the times that you've experienced the most anxiety. New opportunities, new job. Maybe you're moving out of your hometown. You're moving out of your your family's, you know, you're moving out of your, you know, your house of origin. You're moving in on your own and you're wondering, can I pay the rent? You know, can I pay the bills on my own? It's all up to me now. That's That's huge. You know, getting into a new relationship, getting into a a new marriage, right? All of these things, our our mind knows we require growth, and growth is scary, right? It takes us out of our comfort zone, and so that's where the anxiety resides. says here, anxiety is the revelation that there is death that we must face. To say yes to be... It says, 
is to say yes to anxiety. This is the meaning of courage. I want to encourage you at this time of year to be a person of courage. Which means you have to walk through that narrow passage. And if you're feeling the anxiety this year, whatever it may be about, maybe, you know, maybe it's more professional nature. Maybe it's personal nature. I don't know. Only you know that. But but I know I know this, that anxiety rears its ugly head more at this time of year than any other time of year. I say go with it. Be with it. Sit with it. Don't fill up your calendar with all kinds of things when really what you need to do is just sit and rest and sit in it. Turn off the phone, turn off the TV, turn off the iPad, shut down the computer, turn off the email, and sit with your thoughts. You know, we're going to talk about that a lot next week. The idea of rest, relaxation, reflection. It's the reason why most people don't want to reflect because it means that I've got to go back and think about whatever it is that's happening in in my life. And I'm not sure I want to do that. My encouragement to you as a leader this Christmas, especially if you're feeling anxiety, is to understand that, that it means you're on the path to growth. I have a friend of mine who just lost her job recently, and I actually need to reach out to her. I can only imagine what she's going through right now. She's tough. She's strong. She's one of the strongest people I know. But I'm sure there's there's the worry of what's going to happen in, in, 20, in 2023. Where is the job going to be? Because right now, no one's hiring, right? Everyone's shutting down. So I think about the people who are looking for jobs. This is not a good week to be you know, looking for a job next week is not a week. So it's, that's, that's a week and a half of sitting there. And I know that sounds like to those of you out there who have got everything made for you a week and a half, ah, that that's not a big deal. It's a huge deal. I've sat there in that. And then to realize most people don't even really start hiring until again, February, because the whole world, January is just a slow month. Everyone's trying to get back into it. And so I think about the people who are jobless out there, the people who are looking for the next thing, and they're going to have to sit through Christmas and New Year and most of January as they're trying to figure it out. And it's going to cause a lot of anxiety. And my advice to you is to sit with it. Figure out what it's telling you, what deeper stories is the anxiety that you're facing, is it telling you? What deeper history is it bringing up about you? That's my encouragement to you in this season. Embrace the anxiety. Go with it. Don't run from it. Don't eat your way out of it. Don't watch. Don't binge watch your way out of it. Sit with it. See where it takes you. See what growth is on the other side. That's what a great leader would do. I want to wish you just an incredible Christmas with you and yours. I hope you're with people that you love, people you care about. I hope this is the greatest Christmas season for you, the greatest holiday season for you. And if it's been the greatest of years for you, I celebrate with you and I'm so happy for you. And I hope that you have a chance to relax and and, and rest and just soak it all in and, and just embrace this season with gratitude. If the opposite is true, I wish you all the best as well. And my prayer for you, my hope for you is that you will be able to sit in the pain even. And I want you to know this, that it won't always be this way. And I can tell you that because I'm a person who 
I, I will tell you this. I've sat right where you sat, and I will tell you it won't always be this way. It won't always be this way. Sometimes we've got to go through that narrow passage, which is painful. Merry Christmas to you and yours. I look forward to seeing you again next week right here on the podcast. I pray this is a wonderful weekend for you and for your family. I'll see you soon. Oh,